Hey, NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe here with the one and the only John Cooper joining me back for another podcast here. Are. You know, it's been it's it's been a minute here uh, since we've been able to do one together, but we have for you this evening Tom Sally from Culver Stockton. Coach, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing awesome. Excited to be on your show and excited to talk about our guys. So. Coach, you know, uh, like we said earlier, we talked about all the all-conference guys that you have coming back. Can you just mention maybe two or three guys and just uh, just maybe just mention a little tidbit about them as they're coming back for that next 2020 season? And, um, you know, we're looking for big things out of Culver Stockton. Well, we are too. Um, some of the guys on offense, our quarterback, Corey Markham, he's an honorable mention, All-American kid. Um, 3.4 GPA, does everything right around the school and – uh, he's kind of a, a super fan for the other sports, and uh, we're really excited about him to, to watch him grow this offseason as a leader and, and kind of take charge of things. Um, obviously, our left tackle, Andrew Rupit, or Rupsich, he uh, was a first-team ASCA All-American. Another kid, he's a 3.38 uh, overall GPA. Um, very physical, very big, six foot seven, 310 pounds. He uh, won the Peisman Trophy this year, so... That's pretty exciting for us to be to get some of that attention. Um, so then a couple guys on offense, and, and obviously on defense, we, we're super excited about a lot of guys. You know, we had a top 10 defense in the country this year, and uh, Pat uh, Robinson, one of our senior linebackers, who played, who played hurt most of the year last year, we're excited to get him back for his senior year. Um, Dalton Huffman, who's a, a, our weak side linebacker, um, he's one of the favorite ki- my favorite kids I've ever coached. He... Um, was one of the hardest workers in the weight room. He's, he's the hardest practice player I ever coached. He, um, he's got a 3.5 GPA, um, so he does everything right. I can go on and on. and We can talk about Steven Benson and Brody Hassel and Connor Farron and uh, Caleb Gardner and Alex Gonzalez. And, I mean, I can go down the list. You know, I'm, we're, we're really excited because this is the first class that we brought in. I can sit and talk about these guys all day. So, Ab- Absolutely, Coach. And, you know, it's well-deserved. And, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's talk about Markham a little bit. You know, he caught our eyes. He caught everybody's eyes in all of the NAIA. You know, you won awards that Missouri Valley Week where he threw for over 500 yards. And you guys were able to take advantage of some secondaries all year long at times. Just what, what do you guys see out there that makes your system so efficient at times in the passing game? Um. I think it's because our quarterback is not selfish and he's kind of a take what they give you type of quarterback. He's not trying to force balls in there. Um, if they're going to give us a hitch for 50 plays in a row, then we're just going to take the hitch and, and go from there, you know, and if they start biting up, they won't take our deep shots. But um, I think that's where it all starts is, is with him and his decision-making. And then it goes into our protection. I mean, um, we threw the ball over 650 times if I remember correctly, and we only gave 13 sacks on the season. So um, our offensive line standing there and giving him time to kind of scan the field and get around and get the ball out of his hands is, is really important in our pass game. And, and that goes a lot into having three upperclassmen or four upperclassmen starters on the offensive line, you know. And um, I think that gives them guys confidence. It makes him confident that he can hold the ball a little bit longer. And our backs did a great job out of the backfield catching the ball. So – you know, when everything, when all else failed, it just got it out to them, and, and they made things happen. So take me through the uh, the the play that won the Piesman. Um 
what um how often do you run a a throwback pass to an offensive lineman in practice? Well, we did it at least twice a week. Um, you know, and and we did it when when Andrew was a freshman. We did it, and we threw him the ball, and he ran with it. You know, he had the the choice then, and I always made fun of him because he, if he would have thrown it, he would have thrown for a touchdown then. But uh, you know, we did it about twice a week, and we knew that we had it in our back pocket. And, and we were struggling a little bit, you know. It was a fourteen-seven game against Benedict, or fourteen-nothing game against Benedictine after halftime. And um, I told, we talked to the offensive coaches, and we're like, "I'm like, hey, let's as soon as we get anywhere near the fifty, the first time in the second half, let's just pull it out and take a chance." And um, Corn rolled out, and our and our mm-hmm. freshman guard got around and um, got in somebody's way to give uh, Roop enough time to get the ball off, and he. Threw that thing up there, and it was pretty. It was pretty throw, and um, should have gotten the end zone, but just got short. We scored on the next play, but um, it was a really cool play. It was really cool for him and our team um, because it did get it did get some national attention. You know, um, got us on Sunday Night Football, which was a fun thing and, and a cool thing for me as an alumni and, and all my friends and stuff like that to kind of see Culver Stockton on, on, on the national stage and and to have them being talked about for something pretty awesome now i'm looking at this trophy that's it's it's a nice trophy. That, that's a pretty sweet trophy that's right? an incredible i think that's trophy. one of the top trophies in football right now especially it as is. an offensive lineman myself but you how, know how big is that thing i mean it's pretty good big i bet you it's 15 inches tall it weighs about i'd say 15 to 20 pounds i mean it's they did it right the people Dang. who made the trophy they came out and and did a dinner for us and we got to present them the trophy and and stuff like that. So it was a pretty cool experience, you know. And um, I think it was fun for everybody. The old line got some props, and them guys don't always get looked at in the in the most glamorous light. You know what I mean? They're kind absolutely. Of just guys absolutely. Guys would never think about that so. when Now, coach, you guys ended last season on a four-game winning streak. You guys are riding high in the 2020. You know, uh, you know, every head coach has something they want to accomplish during the spring practices coming up. And I, I know how important it is for you guys to get these 15 practices in. Um, you know, what, what what's spring practice like over there at Culver Stockton? Um, we'll go hard and fast. You know, um, we, we'll scrimmage on Saturdays. But during the week, we make sure we take care of each other. And, and we practice a lot on, on making sure we're good teammates, stuff like that. But the biggest thing that we got to understand is nobody's going to give us anything. And so we're going to remind our guys of that every single day. And just because they're seniors and – and we finally got things going the, the way we feel like we wanted to go, that, that that doesn't do anything but put a target on our back, you know. Um, I believe going from six wins to, to eight or nine wins is about the hardest thing you can do as a college football program. And so um, getting these guys to buy in and understand that they need to get better and you haven't arrived yet, you, you can never arrive. And then the first time that you think that you have arrived, you're going to put yourself in a position to – to not be successful. And so to have enough confidence and swagger about to walk in the field and know, but to work so hard that, and but to work hard enough to act like you you don't know, you know what I mean? Coach, you guys like, and I, I'm sorry to keep holding on last year, but like I said, you guys are returning so many guys and you, you really showed just your true roots last year to what can grow this year. And just to think that, you know, me and Corey talked about, you guys were three points away from a national semifinal team last year that probably had one of the best front sevens in all of the nation. And, you know, just 
do you guys just do you feel that just in the locker room, just the just the mantra of the guys, just knowing that they could be the best that there is in the NAI. That reality is, you guys aren't that far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing that they think I think our guys have kind of caught on, and, and what really caught on in the second half of the season is we told them, "Hey guys, at this point, it's on you a little bit. If you go out there and you drop a pick, well, that we didn't." call a bad play on defense, we didn't make a play. Um, we dropped a touchdown pass against Evangel in the last minute and 15 seconds that would have probably been a walk-in touchdown for the kid, and we lost that game by two points. And uh, Grandview, we blocked a field goal, and they called a roughing on on the tackle. And so, you know, our guys understand now it's kind of on them, and, and they've taken that. And, um, when our guys came in, uh, we didn't have much of an upper-class group. And so I think this group, because they came in and they had to kind of be the guys. And so they've taken a lot of pride, in, especially in this offseason, in being leaders and taking kids under their wings and trying to show um, everybody, including themselves and each other, that we're going to work really, really damn hard this offseason and we're going to do things right and, and we're going to go out there and live up to the expectations that we put upon ourselves and, and not worry about what other people are saying about us. If y'all can capture that in a bottle y'all would be instant millionaires yes sir um that's actually a really really similar thought that um to that what uh josh brown from the college of idaho told me was the big uh flip of the switch between um their first five games in 2018 Right. And what they did thereafter. Yeah, it went on a similar winning streak as you guys. So, But I, I think what's just more impressive is that you guys were consistent all year, except that first game against Baker. Everything out of that was as competitive as it could be. And not only did you accomplish not only showing that you can compete with anyone, but you know, four games in, you guys are winners. You guys are yeah. winners going into the season. I think that's the most important quality that any team could have. And, uh, you know, now let me ask you this, Coach, um, and it's very unique in the NAIA way. Once you're done with spring, I know there's always a challenge for NAIA teams during the summer. Are you guys going to have anyone um, stay on campus during the summer or you send that workout program home? What happens during the summer for you guys? Um, there's a couple guys that say they want to stick around, which, which we'll always take because it's fun to have them guys around. You know, it's a lot more fun when they're here than when they're not. But um, most of our guys go home for the summer. They go home, they work, um, they hang out with families, all that stuff. We can't, we can't take care of their living and guarantee them a job. Absolutely. And so um, we had them guys go home and do that stuff. Now, we do have some things in place uh, um, with our workouts and stuff. We got a full-time strength and conditioning coach that gets them a workout. We, um, we make our guys Snapchat us um, when they get to the gym or when they leave the gym so we can kind of keep up in attendance. And that's not only for us but for their teammates, you know what I mean, to show to show those guys that they went home and they just didn't forget about football, you know. But um, our guys are really good kids. They want to be big. They want to be strong. They, they want to get better. So it's not really that much of an issue for us. I wish we could keep 50 guys around during the summer. That would be awesome, but it's just not – it's just not a reality for us. Absolutely, Coach. And, you know, it's not a reality for most schools. But just hearing how you guys have a system of way of keeping these guys accountable was pretty awesome. I want to hop on something he said real quick. Go ahead. Um, a lot of coaches 
aren't uh, aren't real big on their on their players using social media. Yeah. But um, that's a tool. Yeah. That that that's one of the. Uh, I think that might be one of the first times I've heard a coach say, "Yeah, we definitely use this as a as a tool uh, for accountability." Talk to me a little bit about how um, y'all found kind of that niche for social media helping with accountability. Um, we were just trying to figure out a way for us to um, hold the guys accountable and, and keep track of what was going on. And um, I remember, and it was it's just a random thing that when the coaches go, well, that's not a real picture. That's one from his camera roll. I'm like, how do you even know that? How can you <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, on Snapchat, if you take a snap, see, now you can see this is a picture from right now. And this is one from my camera roll. I'm like, well, there we go. Why don't we just use that to... So take attendance during the summer when they lift, and it's kind of where we went. Right, absolutely, Coach. Now let me ask you, after summer, do you guys have a conditioning test for the guys when they get back? Uh, we do. Um, we put them through a conditioning test. Uh, our strength and conditioning coach kind of takes that stuff. We got lucky enough to get one of those this year. Um, it's the first year of us, have, of us having that. Um, so it takes a lot of pressure off us as a coaching staff and um, – it's a huge deal for our guys down in the weight room. The, the gains that I got, our guys have made this offseason are tremendous. Um, the amount of weight that they're gaining, the strength that they're gaining is is awesome. So we're super excited about that. But, yeah, we get after them when they get back, and we push pretty hard because we only get to come in uh, 19 days before the first game. So we got to kind of hit the ground running. Absolutely. Now, Coach, we, we know you like to air it out a little bit, but tell us about your run game philosophy. You guys like zoning it up a little bit and, you know, reading yeah. that in? Or? Yeah, we do a lot of pin-pull stuff, um, a lot of outside zone, inside zone. Um, try to get the ball to our backs fast. You know, we uh, we got some things built in this offseason and going into next year to kind of uh, counter against guys kind of crashing in once our quarterback shows the ball. I love Corbin. He's a great dude, but he is not going to take that ball and run for it. Much. Absolutely. So, <laughs> So, you know, when you're when you're in mostly 10 personnel formations and your quarterback's not a threat to run it, um, you got to be a little bit creative. And, and we've done that this offseason. We've added a couple pieces we think could be really, really huge in our run game. And um, quite honestly, you know, we've talked about it as a staff and, and something that we have to understand. Our receivers just got to get in there and block. And sometimes they got to go and block a 260-pound VN. And you know what? Is that the best matchup ever? No. But, you know, sometimes you got to be a tough guy and it's time to play big boy football and, and figure it out because you don't really got to dominate a block. You just got to get in his way enough to, to Absolutely. make sure you don't make a play. So You get that leverage with that receiver on that DN. But, yeah. you know, Coach, talk about your little perimeter screen game, you know, how that aids your offense. Yeah, you know, we're more of an RPO yeah. uh, system than necessarily like the bubble screen right. and stuff like that. Um you know, bubble screens and stuff like that get harder and harder as, as the defensive players get bigger and faster. Absolutely. Now you're asking your receivers to, to block for a little bit longer, you know. And so the way we kind of kind of get away with that is we run a lot of RPO stuff or, you know, we're running quick ends or, or hitches with our guys and reading that backer to find out if he's going to crash or we need to get the ball out there quick. And, um, and so we do a lot of that. Now we do do some tunnel screen stuff, um, uh, but – the screen game is not a huge part of what we do. It's more of the RPO stuff. Absolutely. Now, Coach, I, I know that uh, within the heart, there are definitely um, some longtime rivalries, and, and Culver Stockton's a program that 
over the last, oh, 114 some odd years, um, has, has definitely had to pick up some rivals. Uh, who's, who's y'all's biggest rival? Um, you know, I, I, there, there's different things, you know, with our kids, uh, with our kids right now, I believe they believe Grandview is their rival. I think they see them as, as the guys that they had to get through in order to kind of be the top dog. And so, um, I think right now, according to our guys, that's it. You know, uh, when I played, Missouri Valley was a pretty big rival. Um, you know, Central Methodist has always been kind of a, a regional rival because of the distance from our school to their school. But um, but right now, I think for our guys, they kind of look at Grandview as, as the ones that they want to be able to get after because they're kind of the king of the hill, and they're they're the, the you know, that's where we want to be. And so our guys look at that, and they know that, if they want to reach their goals, they got to go through those guys. Talk about Missouri Valley a little bit. Um, this last year, um, when y'all played, um, if I remember correctly, that was the first time in a, in a while. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, that that y'all had uh, been able to beat them, and I know that was a source of of jubilation. Yeah, yeah, you know. I'm- we're doing a lot of things that we haven't done for a while, you know, when we've struggled for quite a while as a program. And so luckily we're getting a chance to get back and get better. And, um, you know, having a chance to beat them, a team that's perennially, perennially ranked in the top 25. Um, they got a great coaching staff over there. They got really skilled players. Their quarterback, I think was one of the most dangerous players with the ball in his hands. Um, in the entire season that we played against, uh, and so being able to beat them and, and take that step, it, it was big for us because it showed that um, we could beat somebody that we weren't expected to. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that was the first time we kind of did that. You know, we had beaten people before, but it was kind of one of the games where ah, somebody could go, ah, Culver could win or this team could win. You know, um, th- that was kind of the first time where um, everybody was was probably picking Missouri Valley and, and we had a chance to come up and beat them and, um, I think that was a big confident boost for our guys. Coach, last question for me. And, uh, you know, just watching your guys, your offensive linemen, um, how often do you guys work, you know, just pass pro and individual and stuff? You know, they, they do a good job with those kick slides. Yeah, they uh, they spend quite a bit of time on that. You know, the protection and the protection rules and pass pro is, is something they spend a ton of time on. Coach Chase, our offensive line coach, does a great job and, he, uh, he gets some guys coached up real well, and um, he's very, very big in technique and, and, and you know, form and all that good stuff. So um, he gets after them guys pretty good, you know, and I tell our guys all the time, all right, we can pass block now. Now it's time to be able to take your six foot seven and your six foot four and your six foot four and yourself and uh, and get after somebody. So um, we, we uh, we'll work, we got to get a little bit more physical in the run game and get after that, but. They do a great job in the pass game. Well, Coach, I, uh, I know I speak for John uh, when I say this. I, we appreciate you coming on the show. We're definitely going to be watching a lot of Culver Stockton games. I'm glad that those are televised. Um, you know, at least one a week is getting on is getting on ESPN3. Right. It's so easy to catch your games. Usually, you know, with other conferences, we're, you know, we're, it feels like we're bootlegging games sometimes through <laughs> through the portal stream, whatever it's called. But 
you guys make it easy for us to keep track of you, easy to watch, easy to evaluate. So we appreciate that. And your athletic department does a great job. And, uh, you know, we're, we're looking forward to keeping up with you guys mm-hmm. with all that's returning. And it sounds like your core coaching staff's returning. And, uh, you know, best of luck to you guys this year, Coach. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you guys for having us on. Um, and we'll come on anytime you want us to. Absolutely. We'll hold you to it. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, Coach. Take care. Thank you, guys.